Welcome back to Eating Adventures, a food search exploring must-eats in notable restaurants. Order up. I'm Chloe. And I'm Haley. Are you looking for a new Mercer Island restaurant? Well, today we are joined by Chef Dana, executive chef at Vivian's Bistro on Mercer Island. She is experienced at many of Seattle's iconic Asian restaurants, China Harbor in Westlake and Peony Kitchen in Bellevue on Main Street. At Vivian's Bistro, her menu consists of a wide variety of signature dishes that weave her take on Cantonese cooking with flavors from all over Asia. Some of Vivian's most iconic dishes include the braised short ribs, as well as the crisp and tender roast duck. Welcome to the show, Chef Dana. We're so excited to have you, and let's jump into the interview. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, have you always wanted to be a chef? Yes. After this day, we have to take care of ourselves. Yeah, you have to force to learn how to survive, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So I learned some cooking for my mom, always watching her and all the neighbors, all the moms like prepping. And it's kind of interesting for me, but I never thought of like, oh, I will be one of them in the future. How did you get into like the food industry? Did you go to like culinary school or did you just have lots of experience at home and at restaurants? Um, I learned all my cooking pretty much just from home, watching TV, YouTube, or experience like to go travel and venture out there, you know, like all these different ingredients. So it, it's just really big challenge to, you know, when I get back, try to find the same ingredient and try to figure out how to make to into a dish. So pretty much learned from TV and traveling. What's your creative process when developing recipes? I think the most interesting story is about the squid ink baked rice. One day I just pop out like out of nowhere, have the six cents like, okay, I, why don't I try with squid ink? And that's how the squid ink baked rice come from. <laughs> yeah. I love so that. It's really so it's fun. like based on feeling. Yeah, like based on feeling. And my kids just love it. So yeah, so it's, I call it like one of the kiss dish. <laughs> Yeah, and then surprisingly, um, when we put it in the menu, and then lots of people actually enjoying them. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, speaking of dishes, what dish on Vivian's menu are you the most proud of and enjoy making the most? Our signature lemon crispy duck. Yeah, so we uh, actually, through the roast out, we do different sauces, like five spice, so it's not called picking duck. It's just the picking duck way to eat them. So it's two concepts combined together, like picking duck and roast duck together. And then uh, we add some uh, grilled lemon and people just enjoy it really well. And it, it doesn't taste like too fatty. The citrus and sweetness, it helps pick up the balance. So it's just fun, fun dish to eat. So I'm just really happy to see watching people enjoying that dish the slow braised beef short rib. Also one of the family dish at home that I've been cooking for years. <laughs> and but on the restaurant I instead cutting two pieces like English cut, I use the whole piece of bone. It just feels like, like art. <laughs> yeah. And that one was out really well so I'm pretty proud on that one. It's take a long process to finish to cook them. It cannot be rushed. My family always likes to come to your restaurant here, and the first Thank time you. that we got the duck buns, we were really impressed by like the stamp that you guys put oh, on the yeah. buns. Oh yeah, thank How you. How did you come up with that idea? Um, TV. <laughs> I watched TV, and then I tried to figure out like, oh, 
it's one of the hamburger story. So they have their own logo in there. So it, that picks up right away. I'm like, why don't I put stamp to our, you know, roast up bun too? That, you know, because no, no Asian restaurant really doing that. You only see that for like Chinese birthday bun. So our bun actually is our logo. You see Vivian in there. It's kind of cool because it's like a Chinese corn, meaningful, like lucky, you know, and culture. It tastes different too because it's kind of like a little burnt taste. Like a little charred texture. Yeah, yeah. It's fun doing that too, actually. How long does it take you to like perfect a recipe? Like for the short ribs, for example. How long did it take for you to take that into the kitchen here? So that one, we put in ice water for four hours and slow cook for three hours. It takes a half day. <laughs> yeah, and then you have to cut them each one, right? Make sure they same way. Is that like the most lengthy dish to prepare or is there one that takes longer? Well, I think everything you get used to it, that's my own opinion, right? It's pretty much the same. It just takes time. Yeah, it takes time to multiply, you know, many times that you have done and then, then it'll come be easy thing. Uh, as a chef yourself, what do you think is like the most important quality for a chef to have? I say, um, first of all, everything has to be clean. Fresh, always the best, right? And interesting ingredient always picks up like, you know, people interesting. Like, oh, what is this? Even that this Chinese or Korean dish or Japanese dish, you know. The, I mean, everything change every day. So we have to, same thing, whatever we eat, we can eat the same thing every day, either, right? So we got to have some curated. Yeah, I think it's definitely important to have like that variety of ingredients because then it like exposes other people mm -hmm. to different um, ingredients from yeah. like all over the world. Yeah, I like to go shop like all types of market just to discover uh, new ingredient that um, from the other country or um, the new grow from outside the farm and that's how this menu created together because whenever I go to other restaurant sometimes you crave for Thai food and then you you're craving for Japanese food at the same time I don't know if you have experienced yeah. that before right so I'm trying to I don't know if work or not but I'm trying to have that concept put it together and then hopefully customers enjoy that. It's like the slow beef, beef short rib. That's kind of Korean dish. I might twist a little bit, but it's definitely like the Korean beef short rib. And then see, we have Chinese duck, roast duck, Cantonese roast duck, right? So you taste the five spice. It's not quite like picking duck. Picking duck, they don't have flavor in the beef, in the meat. So that's a huge difference. The process is totally different too. You mentioned how you go to different countries to try out their kind of food. Um, do you have a dream food place on your bucket list that you want to visit? Yes, Thailand. I really want to go to Thailand. I haven't had a chance to go there, but that's my first plan in the future whenever I have a chance to go. <laughs> and what's been like the most interesting or fun country to go to food-wise? Um, everywhere I go, I think they're all interesting because different story behind and different people that you met. I, I think it's just beautiful everywhere. Find the right spot. <laughs> what countries do you think that you visited do you like pull the most inspiration from? 
would say maybe China because it's a huge population and these days they, they have so many they have so many twists with too like from the north to the south and then they also have some French restaurant all types of restaurants they sell pizza fast food hamburgers stuff like that so that's pretty impressed because the, the way I grew up I never had McDonald's there's no fast food yeah no fast food that I grew up so that's the big difference I'm still impressed right like how much it changed even that I live here longer than I live in China do you think you growing up without fast unhealthy processed food kind of inspired the way that you cook your meals today like the quality that's a huge difference too the way I grew up we don't um, we don't put chemical to our food so we grew up um, you have to work in a farm to grow your own vegetable your own meat raise your own you know chicken pork they taste very different yeah I still have that in my memory yeah but even now I go back it doesn't taste the same to me anymore <laughs> everything changed <laughs> uh, for any aspiring chefs out there if you could say something to them what is one piece of advice you would give to the aspiring chefs um follow your passion never give up it's just that's what I do there's always door open waiting for you when you prepare so I just never give up you know the more you you positive the, the better thing to surround you back that's what I believe in Hopefully, people will understand that. Yeah, I think that um, is like very relatable to a lot of things. Uh, speaking of like adapting to like change, how has like COVID impacted your career in the restaurant industry? This is a, uh, I think this is the biggest challenge that everybody went through. You learn how to survive because nobody know what's gonna happen next. So it's kind of intense because in kitchen you cannot cut anybody but you cannot afford to keep everybody either so day by day you have to just go through what's going on and how we keep it survive it's just almost like put you in the wilderness you have to learn every minute how to you know try so hard to survive right and of course we really thankful all this customer that who comes back support and that make a huge difference too, because you know you you, you mean that um, in here, right? In your heart to keep going. It's like an engine, winning gas. <laughs> yeah. Everybody have different story behind, you know, and we all went through a hard time. But like I say, keep trying, keep trying. I know COVID was especially hard for small businesses and restaurants. Yeah. Um, but kind of on the flip side of that, recently it was Lunar New Year, and how did you guys celebrate that? Oh, we have a lot of celebration. We, I think we have like line dance almost every day because we actually, um, besides Viva Distro, we also run China Harbor as well. So we have all this event, and everybody celebrate, right, with the big party and with family and friends. So. Yeah, these days I see lion dance everywhere. <laughs> and we have a fully booked for our lion dance night. And people actually enjoy it really well. And 
all the neighbor, even if they couldn't come in and sit down, but they're all sitting out there and watch. And surprisingly, the kids, they don't afraid anymore. Because when, when we were young, you hear the drum, it's like, oh, you, you get scared. <laughs> yeah, but they really enjoy it. I'm, I'm happy to help them to experience all that too. How do you balance your time between working here and also at China Harbor? Um, I kind of, like, like I say, I kind I, I never thought of like, oh, how, uh, I'm gonna handle all this. So like, nothing really like negative thinking. I just do it. <laughs> yeah, but my own time, I also, I make sure I have my own time, spend time with family, and to balance out all the stress. And like I say, we have a really awesome team too that help a lot. The owner try to understand really well and you know everybody in the same boat it's, nothing will go wrong do you have any like future goals for vivians and china harbor for um like the upcoming new year so far we, we kind of want to explore more to other people that would be nice to get to uh, know about us and we're here we still try our best well, Chef Dana had some very informative words about, like, cooking. We learned a lot about what happened behind the kitchen. And I think it's awesome how she's able to work at two restaurants. Um, because most executive chefs have, like, one prime, like, place that they work at. So it's cool how she can, like, balance both of them at the same time. Yeah, I think the balance that she said, working at China Harbor and Vivian's Bistro at the same time, they have very different menus. Have you ever been to China Harbor before? Yeah, I have. I think they just contrast so differently. Like, Vivian seems like a... It's like they have, like, a twist on, yeah. like, Cantonese and, like, Asian food, while it's, like, China Harbor is very traditional, because most, like, large events are there, like, weddings, They have Chinese a lot of, like, year. dim sum. Yeah. Yeah, and also, like, maybe Vivian's is, like, her creative side where she can, like, innovate new dishes because I think she's coming out with really cool foods that are, like, like I said, like, twists on the traditional ones. Haley and I got a sneak peek to one of their new dishes that they're testing out, and I'm excited to try it. Yeah, it was a very pretty presentation. We can go back in a few weeks to see. Yes, of course. Okay. Next, this is kind of really funny, but we were only planning to interview Chef Dana, but then Jason walks over, um, like, the manager who, like, we've been emailing with to, like, plan out this interview. He's like, oh, yeah, just let me know if you want me to say anything, because I'd be happy to have an interview. And we're like, oh, yeah, of course. So then we also interviewed him. I love talking with Jason. Um, he's more of, like, the behind-the-scenes logistics person, and I thought it was really cool to see his take on restaurant management and how he plays a role into Vivian's Bistro. Exactly. And he's also just a really fun guy. And yeah, let's see what he has to say. How do you balance high season and low season for your restaurant? It's, it's all about controlling. So for every single restaurant in food industry, food cost is your number one expense. Labor is your number second. Uh, food cost costs run around 50% of your uh, expense. Labor one and Another 25% after the 50. And then the other 25 is about electricity bill, rent, and everything else. So uh, when it's low season, having A's in place, uh, having your employee know what they're doing, when they can multi-function, 
that is how you save up on labor on your cost wise and on food cost you always uh, run with the seasonal item which is always cost you less because it's seasonal it is all about when it's busy you grab what you can when it's slow you control what you can what are you usually in charge of like day-to-day for Vivian's like is it more marketing or like uh use if you can break it apart there's a lot of department you can break it to uh for a fusion asian restaurant like this one anything happen within this four corner basically it's come to me uh for marketing chef donna has a lot of connection because of her background so she kind of helping out taking over that pieces including meeting client uh meeting new supplier uh finding the right food vendor because she has a very high standard so not every single vendor can just throw something and and you'll be like oh it's cheaper no she's not just looking for cost she's looking for quality also so uh, she kind of control a lot of for that kitchen side and also help the marketing also uh, but the rest of the stuff yeah it's come to me the floor is cracked bathroom clock uh, yeah everything so like the background in a way, so like you're the behind the scenes? Yes, most likely. I, I'm not the front face of the business now. But still very important. More like a backbone, yes, correct. When we start a business, a lot of vendors will try to contact you and tell them they can supply you this and that. So when you have a lot of competition out there, you can, they can bring in sample and Dana will examine them basically and say yes this is meeting my standard and quality of my dishes back there or no this is too low i need something better so when come to you know quality and price when it's right then donna will do business and partner with and if your supply suddenly drop or change then we will switch our vendor she has a very specific on on quality so you, you can't cheat on her it, it doesn't work she know her ingredient she know exactly what she want when you bring it she can just look at it and tell you no this is not what i want it, it's different she has that gift and it, it's just a gift individually for her what's your favorite dish on the menu beside the duck and it, yeah it can be a, it can be the duck well, the duck is our signature, so I, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it is unique, and the slow braised beef short rib is another very good signature. Just Asian, I would say, typically Asian, especially Chinese. Uh, we, uh, we, we love slow braised thing. It, it's just our culture. Uh, anything take four to six hours or eight hours to cook, we, we just love it. So. How did you find yourself um, in like the food industry? Like, How did you get here? Well, I don't know how to do anything else but this, so... I started with McDonald's when I was 16. Uh, my father teach me how to cook fried rice when I was 6. Uh, I'm not good at anything else, but... I guess, uh, uh, related to food-wise, then I'm, I'm okay with it, so... I guess I make a living so far, and I'm still alive. <laughs> You're thriving in the food industry. I'm just passionate about food. Uh, I mean, not as passionate as she does because I'm not, I don't cook. But I'm more passionate about food uh, cost and control. Uh, I'm a control freak, you can say dominator. 
control, dominant control of the environment. You know, food business is important too. It's like that balance. You also have to have like kitchen and food business for the a restaurant to run. Yep, it is really challenging. If you if people think it's easy, no, not not when you touch it. It's, it's really challenging more than anything else. There's like a lot of moving parts that go into the restaurant. You look like you're doing the same thing every day, but every day is different. You look like you're working with the same team every day, but every day is different. Um, do you have a dream food place on your bucket list that you'd like to visit? Deep. Yeah, Thailand, Vietnam. <laughs> Thailand, Vietnam. The uh, environment and the um, climate condition, it allowed them to have very unique items in, in, in those places that you cannot find anywhere else. You, you just can't. Uh, come to Thailand and Vietnam, they have very unique ingredients, they create very unique taste that you, you just can't create in Europe or you know any other place. You can get good ingredients to make like fancy dishes, but nothing like Thailand and Vietnam, which is on the road, outside. We're not talking about cleanliness, okay? <laughs> We're not talking about cleanliness, but just that flavor is there. Sometimes not the cleanest places have the best food. No, I always, I, I, I believe that. I grew up in Hong Kong, so I, I know. We closed off the interview with some super tasty dishes. Chef Dana and Jason are so, so nice. Um, as Haley and I were wrapping up our interview, they came over to the table where we were sitting and they were like, oh, do you guys want some food to eat? And we were like, oh, no, it's okay, because we... <laughs> We've been there for a while. We were there for like like two hours. And it was also during their like lunch prep break before their dinner rush. Because I know that they're super busy. And they were like, oh, it's okay. What do you want? And I was like, oh, just surprise us. You know, I thought they were just going to give us a little dish. But they came out and it was like to go boxes for both of us fried rice with like steak on top and then like egg rolls and then like fried crab. crab. It was impressive. So the presentation was yeah, they amazing. Made it look um, I was just shocked at how much food that they brought exactly. out. Exactly, it was like dinner. It was really good though. Yeah. How did you like the steak fried rice? It was one of the top fried rices. Like the fried rice was good, but then also like the steak, the steak was, was good. very tender too. It tasted it was. like it was like steak. perfectly cooked. Yeah, and then the fried rice portion was good as well. Um, and then the egg rolls, we had a few bites like fresh right when they brought it out it was super crispy and i really like the inside filling that they use yeah, like the shrimp it was like sweet and a little bit salty i feel like it wasn't too like meaty it was just like shrimp it had a good balance of like filling of shrimp and vegetables agreed and also talking about the crab next i thought that was kind of like a cool concept because i never had fried crab before and I really enjoyed it. It was very crunchy and solid. I give it a thumbs up. I give it a two thumbs up. I give it a three thumbs up. You don't have three thumbs, though. My brother has a thumb, so... Are you going to steal one of his thumbs? <laughs> we'll see. He was the one that ate it, too, so... How did your brother like it? He demolished it. I had some bites, and then I took it home, and I was like, hey, do you want some? Went away, came back. Done. All gone? (laughs) Polished. Polished. I think that means he enjoys it. Well, I I am super excited to go back. Me too. I think it is definitely a great staple restaurant on Mercer Island. 
um, we recommend because there's only like so many places that you can go on Mercer Island, and this one is just like we're lucky to have it on Mercer Island. Yeah, we're Island. really lucky to because it changes up the cuisine a little bit. Anyways, another huge thank you. We had so much fun. And we're going to be posting on our Instagram, at Eating Adventures Podcast, if you want to see some pictures from the interview. (laughs) Anyways, you can also download Eating Adventures on all your favorite podcast platforms, like like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Amazon Music. And you can also listen to us live every Wednesday at noon here on KMIH 88.9 The Bridge.